Believers. This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the faith, the tools, and the confidence to believe bigger. And when I tell you, this past week has been a hell of a week because it has been a week from hell. I am not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. And The Bible says in everything, give thanks, right? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials because the trying of your faith produces patience. And when patience has had its perfect work, in other words, when patience is done doing what patience needs to do, the Bible says you will be whole and complete, lacking nothing. And so... I'm just going to give God praise for it um, and grateful that it is a fantastic setup for what we're going to be talking about this week, which is conflict and conflict resolution. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, what does that have to do with business? Baby, everything. It has everything to do with business because trust and believe everything that is lacking in your personal life will absolutely unequivocally beyond all shadow of any doubt show up in your business life. And so if you are bad with money in your personal life, you will be bad with money in your business. If you are afraid to deal with conflict in your personal life, you will be afraid to deal with it in business. Anything that is not resolved in your personal life will also be unresolved for your business. And as entrepreneurs or influencers of faith, Christians, it is so important to get this right. You can't literally cha-ching afford to get it wrong because If you don't know how to resolve conflicts with clients, if you don't know how to resolve conflicts with vendors and distributors, if you don't know how to resolve conflicts with people that you've contracted services with, uh, photographers or graphic artists or web designers, then that is going to cost you money. And one of the hardest things, the hardest things to do is to, you know, as Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. One of the hardest things to do is to take the high road. Okay. Even if nobody goes low, it's still harder to be the bigger person, which brings us to Believing Bigger, a 31 day faith journey. So if you haven't copped the book yet, I certainly encourage you to do so. Hop on Amazon and just bless yourself. (laughs) because everybody that has read the book has said it's been such a blessing to them. Um, And I've been getting your tweets and your shout outs about getting the book on Instagram. So grateful for you uh, for making that investment in the project and also in yourselves and your own spiritual walk. So our guiding thought for today is Mark 1125. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So this is coming from chapter 30 of Believing Bigger, a 31 day faith journey, and it's entitled Blocked Call. If you ask people to name the single greatest invention of the technological age, most would say the computers, the internet, or perhaps cell phones. But if I had to cast a vote, I would give caller ID some major consideration. Since none of us have psychic powers, knowing who's on the other side of a ringing phone is a major asset, and it helps us anticipate what the caller might want. For example, if you have a cousin that only calls you when she needs money, seeing her number on caller ID helps you decide whether or not to accept the call. Or think about working adults who don't make a habit of answering their phones while they're at work. 
Seeing the number from their child's school or the doctor's office might prompt them to make an exception. But my favorite function of caller ID is being able to ignore calls from numbers that I don't recognize. I am notorious for this, especially when the caller ID reads private, unknown, or blocked. I know I'm not the only one. If I see one of these three words, the caller may as well hang up because I refuse to answer. Fortunately, God is not like me. For one thing, there are no private calls to the Lord because he knows exactly who you are. After all, he created you. Second, there is nothing unknown to God because absolutely nothing is hidden from him. However, there are ways that we can block the chances of God answering the prayer line. One of the biggest myths about being a Christian is that God is only concerned about what we do. The whole truth is, is that God is also concerned about who we are. In other words, God doesn't limit his concern to whether or not you obey his command. He is also concerned about the condition of our hearts. Jesus taught us this in the Gospel of Mark. While instructing his followers on prayer, Jesus cautioned them to pray with the right spirit, which included believing that God will answer your prayer and having a heart of forgiveness. Sometimes trusting that God will answer our prayers is hard, but forgiving someone is one of the most excruciatingly difficult things we have to do in life. Yet it is still absolutely necessary. Sometimes we feel indignant about forgiving others. We don't think they deserve it and would rather punish them with silence, the cold shoulder, severed relationships, or by cussing them out on social media or in front of the kids. But how can we refuse to forgive someone else when none of us deserves God's forgiveness? God doesn't owe it to us, but he loves us. And his forgiveness is a manifestation of that love. That's why anytime we approach a loving God with an unloving spirit of bitterness and refusal to forgive, he will not hear us. In choosing not to forgive, you block your access to God as well as block your blessings from God. Imagine the number of prayers that go unanswered because of unforgiven hearts. I can't speak for you, but when I call on God, I need him to answer. Even King David, with all of his fame, power, riches, and flaws too, knew how important it was to approach God with the right spirit. He wrote in Psalm 66, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He knew that he could not fool God. Likewise, others might believe your fake smile, your Facebook posts, and going through the motion. But God is continually examining your heart. Forgiveness is necessary. Why? It frees us and it frees the person who hurt us. This is also what makes forgiving so hard. If we're being completely honest, we don't want the offender to go free. That's not our idea of justice. That's not fair. But how fair was it for Jesus to get beaten in your place? How fair was it for him to die for your sins? The Bible says that Jesus knew no sin, but became sin out of obedience to God. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords was publicly humiliated and persecuted for us. Was that justice? No, it was love. So whenever we decide to play God, instead of extending the same grace that God has extended to us, we demonstrate a lack of faith. 
we show that we don't trust God to exact justice on our behalf or to handle the matter properly. But when we extend the same mercy, the same grace and the same forgiveness that he does, we unlock ourselves from a prison of bitterness and unblock our access to God who was always willing to answer our call. For this devotion, the prayer is this. Lord, thank you for forgiving me for my sins. Thank you for reminding me that the strength of my relationship with you depends on my reliance upon you to do the things that are hard for me to do in the flesh, like forgive. Soften my hard heart. In your name, amen. So I know that for some of you, that's a hard devotion. I know that for some of you, that's that's toes have been stepped on. It steps on my toes and I wrote it, Lord. <laughs> It steps on my toes. It slaps me in my face and they're my words. But the fact and the truth of the matter is this, is that a lot of us, especially if you're an entrepreneur, okay, especially if you are making the kinds of sacrifices of relationships and time and money and energy and resources, you're not doing all of that for nothing. You are doing that, uh, planting your seeds and, and putting your faith in action in hopes that it's going to manifest, that it's going to blossom into something. And I'm telling you, Whenever you decide that you're not going to forgive, whenever you decide, oh, I don't jack with her like that, or oh, psh, I, psh, I, I don't mess with him like that, or mm 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 because I'll be honest with you, there's Dr. Shantae, but then there's also Shantae Chanel that was raised in Inglewood on 7046 South Troop, and my first, my first inclination is to cut you off, cut you down, I'm done jacking with you, no ifs, ands, buts about it, and... The Bible says in James that we ought to be slow to speak, quick to hear and slow to anger because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And that is so convicting. That is so hard because I know every last one of you listening has either had to go through this process of having to forgive someone or some of you might be in the process where, you know, you've told yourself this is the best lie ever. Oh, I forgave them. I just ain't forgot. Baby, bye. Stop. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Just don't 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 play yourself. Beyonce say don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself because that whole oh, I forgave him. I, I just ain't forgot. The Bible says in First Corinthians 10, you know, that scripture that they read during the weddings, it says love keeps no record of wrongdoing. In other words, you ain't making a list, checking it twice. Oh, remember that time? See, I had twenty dollars for you. But then when it came time for you to pay it back, oh, all of a sudden you lost my number. Uh uh-uh. uh. The Bible says <laughs> love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. And I want you to think for a minute because I have many times and it has really humbled me. I want you to think about your spiritual rap sheet. OK, a rap sheet is kind of like, you know, when people go look it up in uh, the criminal justice system to see if you have any priors to see if you have a record or a history of a criminal past. So I want you to think about some of the things that you've done in the past and in the present. OK, things that you might be doing even right now that you're not particularly proud of. And so when you think about your spiritual rap sheet and you brought all of that to the altar, you brought all of that to your prayer closet, you brought all of that into submission under God and said, Lord, please. Please forgive me for that. There's a peace. There's an indescribable peace. The Bible says peace that surpasses all understanding when you receive 
God's forgiveness, when you experience God's grace, it is it is something that is unexplainable and yet so tangible because it's so real and you don't walk around with the burden and the heavy of that guilt and that shame of whatever that thing was. And so we all know what it is to be forgiven and we know what that's like. And it's the enemy. It's the devil that comes riding up on you late in the midnight hours like, oh, see, you think you you, you on your high horse now. Oh, you walking on the king's highway now. Well, remember that time? See, God isn't doing that because God says, I separate your sins as far as the east is from the west. So that's not God running up on you with uh, the shame and the guilt and the sins of your past because he doesn't do that. He doesn't operate that way. That's the enemy that operates that way. And so if you're operating that way, then that means that you're operating just as the enemy is operating. And that type of behavior, that type of attitude can block your blessings from the Lord. The Bible says, Psalm 66, 18, if I have iniquity in my heart, iniquity means sin, iniquity means beef, iniquity means side eye, iniquity means shade, iniquity means, hmm. If you have any of that in your heart, the Bible says the Lord will not hear me. And how many of you are praying for something to manifest? How many of you are trying to believe bigger than the the bank account (laughs) balance, trying to believe bigger than your limited resources, trying to believe bigger than your lack of human capital and, and, and support and a team to help you. You're trying to believe bigger than the naysayers and the haters and the shade throwers. You're trying to believe bigger than all of that. And part of that, that, that strategy has to do with prayer. And so what I'm, I'm submitting to you in this podcast is that if you really want God to, to manifest that thing for you, you are going to have to clear the aisle. You are going to have to clear the debris and forgiveness is not just for the other person, but it's also for you because, you know, there's energy in having an attitude with somebody. Okay. Like there's energy around that. Every time you see a post from them on Facebook, Oh, Oh, please unfollow, um, delete anyway, whatever, you know, like there's an energy around that. Okay. And so when you're carrying that energy, that's one of the the check marks to see, have I really forgiven this person? It doesn't mean that you're going to like them, you know, like, Oh, Hey, bestie boo. No, no, it doesn't mean that. Okay. But it means that you can look at them, you can look at their success, whatever, and it doesn't affect you in a way that creates acrimony or a way that creates um, tension or um, dislike or bitterness or it doesn't raise any of those things in your spirit. The other thing that I have to raise, I have to raise is that whoever it is, whoever it is that has wronged you, hurt you, stepped on your toe, didn't pay you your $50 back or your $500 back, whoever that person is, my question for you is, are they worth your destiny? Is that person worth the vision? Is that person worth the calling? Is that person worth everything that you've invested in your brand, everything that you've invested in your business? Is that person worth a blocked blessing? Is that person worth what is at stake? And if they are, wow, like, 
wow, I want to meet them. Like I want to, I want to go and I want to shake their hand. I'm like, you know what? You a bad motor scooter. You a bad mama jamma that you cost this per that you are worth, that you are, are, are so valuable that this person is willing to sacrifice their destiny for you. That this person is willing to sacrifice their calling just to be mad at you, that this person is willing to sacrifice their inheritance, their legacy, just to have an attitude with you, you must really be somebody. And I don't know about you, but I don't have anybody like that in my life. I'm not going to sit up here and say that it's easy. I'm not going to sit up here and say that Oh, you know, just forgive, live and let live and just keep it moving. I'm not going to say any any of that because it's just not the truth. But the Bible says this. If you head over to Galatians chapter five, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. I'm going to repeat those love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the thing is, if that is what comes in your spirit when you interact with a person that may have hurt you in the past or as has hurt you, then you know that you're operating in the spirit. But I do want to challenge you that if you go up a couple of verses um, to verses 19 and 20, it does talk about the works of the flesh. So how do you know you operating out of spirit and you operating in the flesh? The Bible says that the works of the flesh are evident. It says they're obvious uh some versions of the bible say they're manifest like they say the works of the flesh when you operating in flesh is so obvious and it says the works of the flesh are evidence sexual immorality impurity sensuality so some of y'all rethink some of these pictures that y'all posting but that's another podcast for another day <clears throat> okay um idolatry sorcery enmity okay enmity is beef strife that's beef jealousy fits of anger, rivalries, dissension. In other words, like there's tension in the group, division, envy, drunkenness, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So not only am I asking who is worth your dream, who is worth your legacy, who is worth your inheritance, who is worth your calling, but who is worth the kingdom? Let that sit in your spirit for a minute. Who is worth the kingdom? Who hurt you so badly that they are worth the kingdom? Because it says those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom. And if you, for those of you who missed it, so that's Galatians 5, 19, 20, and 21. But look at that list. Enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, rivalry, dissension, division, envy. He says, you don't have any part with me. So when you're praying and you're like, Lord, I need things to turn around. Lord, I just, I'm waiting for a breakthrough. Lord, I'm getting so tired and I feel like I'm doing all of these things. And it's not also, like I said, in the beginning of the devotion, it's not just about what you do. 
okay, going through the motions and ticking all the boxes, but it's about who you are. And these are the types of things that let us know that kind of signal to us whether or not we have really matured to the level that, that we think we have in Christ and in the Lord. And, you know, we all start somewhere. Okay. You have to crawl before you can walk. And some of us are at that crawling stage and some of us are at that walking stage, but wherever you are, I have an obligation to share with you as, as people of purpose. Okay. And people pursuing their passions and their dreams. These are some of the things that can interrupt that process. And I hope that you take a moment to reflect and examine because I know I have Lord, (laughs) I know I have, and it's not easy, but the Bible says Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if we truly believe that, then we have to hold on that and hold on to that and walk in it. Woo. So there it is, folks. I hope that this I know it was a hard one. I know it was. Um, but I know that somebody needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. I needed to read it. I needed to say it uh, just for my own self, because I do have a vision and there is nobody, nobody that the devil can throw into my pathway that is worth the kingdom, that is worth everything that I have sacrificed for. So please be encouraged. If you have comments, takeaways, tweets, shout outs, as always, hit me up at Dr. Shante says on Twitter or on Instagram. I will always be sure to acknowledge you and I will see you guys next week.